Hello there, yeah, my name's Bruce Panday. I play two characters for London's Burning. One was that of Joe, and the other one was playing Harry. Uh, one of those episodes was the series finale, and the other wasn't. Well, that was a general casting back then. Uh, it was a few years ago, and um, it came through my agent at the time, and he got me a lot of television interviews. And it was lovely to go down to the LWT studios and cast for the job. These days, of course, it's all about self-tapes in the first instance. Back then, it wasn't. And there weren't so many people going for those huge roles. Uh, and they wanted London actors. I'm from London, East London. And so it was uh, fairly easy. I don't even think I was required to read the script on that occasion. I think they just came in, we had a chat. And my agent called me later and said, I've got the job. Well, the... the I think this the first one I did was the season finale, and it was um, not shot in London, because what was going to happen at the end of the scene, as you can imagine with the finale, was that they were intending to blow up Canary Wharf. So they built a scale model of Canary Wharf uh, on an old disused RAF station near Lincoln, near Lincoln Town, or Lincoln City. Uh, so we all went out there the night before, uh, had a nice meal, and then got up very ne early next morning to start production. I do remember the scenes from that episode reasonably clearly. And the reason for that is because, as is the norm, we've got a shooting schedule in the morning, which is going to tell you roughly what time each scene is going to be filmed. And I think my character was in a, maybe two, three, perhaps four scenes. I can't remember exactly how many they were. But a couple of them, I noticed on the shooting schedule, weren't listed. And they were the scenes that were very important, because it's the information that me and another character give out, which is really the, the catalyst for the explosion happening. So they had to happen, but they weren't actually on the shooting schedule. So I said to the other actor who I was working with, that uh, perhaps if we don't say anything, then they are going to have to call us back the next day or another day to film those scenes. And he said to me, well, that's a bit risky. And I said, yes, it is. But let's leave it until the end of the day until we say something. And that's exactly what we did. So we left it till about four o'clock. We'd done a couple of scenes, but the important ones with all the information, the script that tells you exactly what's happening, didn't get done. So there we are, we went home. And it was the next day that my agent rang up and said, oh, they didn't film some very important scenes. I said, yeah, I know. So he said, do you want to come back next week to the studios in South London and film them again? I said, I'll get another fee. And he said, yes, you'll get exactly the same fee. So I got paid two days instead of just the one. So for me, not only was it a great episode, but it was also a reasonably good earner. Uh, yeah, there was very little makeup, I think, for television uh, these days, and I was a lot younger, so I didn't necessarily need as much. Um, but they, in my experience, for the sort of work that I've done, it's very limited on makeup. Uh, costume was very much the worker day. I was playing a builder, so it wasn't too difficult to uh, gear me up in some very reasonable clothes. Uh, and, you know, 
costume department asks you if you're happy. I was. To be honest, if the director's happy with what I'm wearing, I'm happy with what I'm wearing. So it's a very simple process. Uh, that was that was done, I think, a couple of days before we went to film. Uh, and then once you get there, they had a trailer for costumes and we went in there for final uh, adjustments. But it was fairly simple. Uh, I can't say that I did meet the writer. I think um, then it was pretty rare to meet the writers. What they do or did give you the benefit of, and they still do on very many occasions, is that you get to see the script prior to filming. Uh, so I was completely aware of what was going on and exactly what I had to do and the sort of tone, if you like, of what I thought it should be played like, uh, which is what I did. But no, I, I didn't meet the writer. Well, that one, as I say, it's, it was a difficult episode in that we weren't on a set, we were on a, a location. Um, so everything was temporary. You know, it, it was trucks and trailers, uh, it was a bus for your um, catering. Uh, so it was very different in that way, far more like a film than a television series. Uh, but it, it was an enjoyable time, and because they were such a settled crew and cast, it was a very relaxed uh, day, and I'm sure, like most of you know, it, it's a lot of sitting around and waiting until the time comes. But I knew a couple of the people who were regular cast, so it was nice to catch up with them and say a quick hello. Uh, I think I got on well with the chap whose name, I'm afraid, I can't remember, but the chap who was playing uh, alongside me. We were two builders, we were doing a roof. It was all around propane gas and the fact that that wasn't, we thought it was, or I thought it was empty. Uh, and it wasn't, and that's what blows up and causes the explosion. Uh, and the other guy who I was working with wasn't particularly experienced, but he was quite young. And I think in this, the episode he was kind of supposed to be my apprentice helper type thing. But I got on well with him, and um, I think for most of the day I was hanging around with him, and we were just <laughs> doing what you do on set when you're waiting, drink tea, eat biscuits, uh, and a nice bacon roll. There's nothing, I don't think, to stop you watching other people filming. Uh, I tend to get out of the way. Um, I don't find that it's in any way constructive to what I'm doing, especially if I've not filmed anything yet, because I'm still kind of focused on what I'm supposed to be doing, even though it's you know relatively small in the whole hour of, of television. Um, so no, I, I don't really watch other people working, uh, unless it's a very special occasion, um, or it's something I particularly want to watch. Or it might play a big relevance in what I'm going to do later. But for that episode, no, I didn't, didn't watch any of the other scenes. Uh, yeah, the character I played on this episode was uh, very different to the other one. In that, uh, he was a very aggressive chap. And the um, he was effectively trying to get a chap who was a suspected paedophile in a car. So it's quite a violent role that he was playing. And it was only just for that one scene, which is quite a hiatus scene, ends up with the car going up in flames. Yeah, it was quite a violent scene. Yeah, that was done, I can't remember exactly where, but it was quite near uh, to the studio base. And it was in South London, and it was a 1950s, 1960s council estate. And it was done in their forecourt, with full knowledge, of course. I think they hired the land to do the job on. Well, the filming schedule was uh, very determined, I think, by that one because you had the special effects of the car being set alight, 
Uh, and then they had a stuntman who was playing the chap inside, who was then on fire. Uh, so, the, it, although it was one scene, it was really two defined sets of action. The angry crowd, of which I was the nasty chap in that, the turning up of the fire brigade, me talking to the fire brigade, and then the second part of the scene is as the car goes up in flames, and obviously the fire brigade then deal with it. Uh, that was Sitnote that I was uh, working with there. I must say, I've seen that occasionally on British television. All right, it's been in the daytime, but there was, in amongst my lines, me telling Sitnote to, I think, piss off. I say, now piss off, we're going to do whatever we're going to do. Uh, and now whenever they show that on television, that's always cut, which I think, you know, 30 odd years after we filmed it, all I thought would have been fairly safe, but there you go. So uh, I get a little bit less airtime than I should do. Again, makeup non-existent. Um, the costume was very much, I think it was jeans, it was a Harrington jacket as far as I remember, and a shirt, maybe a little bit of jewellery. Um, quite, I had my hair similar to the way I do now, so it's close crop, so I was playing this kind of stereotypical, uh, you know, rough character. Um, yeah, I think it was a Harrington jacket I had on with that. Yeah, one memory I do have is we asked to do a rehearsal. Uh, we were asked to do a rehearsal. Of course, they hire cars in for these jobs, so they knew this car was going to get trashed. Um, and we were, were a mob, and I was kind of the, the lead protagonist, as it were. And so when we were rehearsing, they said, can you boot the car? So I, I remember specifically saying to them, I said, do you want me to go for it now during rehearsal? I said, because if I damage the car, then that's already damaged, isn't it? And they said, no, you go for it like it's filming. So I took a run up, booted the side of the door, and of course put a bloody great dent in it. They shouted, cut, for, this is for a rehearsal. They shouted, cut, and they said, what have you done to the car? And I said, well, you just told me to boot it. I did. I said it was rehearsal. I knew. And they said, we thought you were going to hold it back. So that was a bit embarrassing. Uh, was that my mistake? My bad? I don't know that it was. I think they weren't very clear. Anyway, it, um, it didn't really affect it. We, we eventually filmed it and it was absolutely fine. But I don't think the production team were that happy with me for being so vehement in my booting during the rehearsal. Yeah, I think you're right. It was a very popular television series. I don't think it would have run for so many um, continuing series had it not been. I think it was needed, I think it was right for the time. Uh, I think it would be made very differently now were it to be made. And equally, I think there's some very fine drama in a similar vein that is already happening. So I'm not sure that we'll ever see it being remade. Yeah, you might do, you never know. But the production company are, are really non-existent, London Weekend Television. So I'm not sure how that would work. Perhaps Thames Television might tell I, I don't really know. Uh, it stands up, I think, still as a drama. Uh, I think there were quite some, some very good storylines in it. And I think it did engage the audience when it went out at the weekend. Or I think it was a Sunday night, wasn't it, that it went out. Uh, and I think at that time, and of course, very different to today, that it did get very high viewing figures. And that's a good reason to keep a TV a programme running. Uh, it still does get shown on one of the Freeview channels. Um, so it's nice that it is still being seen. 
and I know I, the couple of episodes, the very small parts that I played in that, uh, I know I've had friends of mine going, oh, I saw you on TV doing London's Birthday. And you have to hide your head and say, yes, it was an awfully long time ago. But yeah, it'd be lovely to see it again, but I'm not sure that it will happen. No, I think Jack Rosenthal, uh, I know more than I do Paul Knight. Paul Knight I'm aware of, but I don't know a huge amount of his work. But I think Jack Rosenthal had up to that point an extremely good track record in, in writing popular drama. Uh, and he was, I think, at the time of London's burning at the top of his game. I think, it, realistically, by the time that I worked on the show, uh, I think it was the seventh series was the first one I was in, uh, I think by that time Jack Rosenthal's name only was attached to the programme. I'm not sure if he had that much input. Uh, I don't know, but I would suspect that it, it was, they were just using the name created by rather than, at that time, written by. Well, I'm still an actor, that's what I do. I was doing it before London's Burning, I'm still doing it now. Um, to, you know, up and down success, which I think many, many actors have to put up with. In this game, it, it can be very tempestuous uh, and financially challenging. Um, I am not working on anything particularly exciting at the moment. I have a, this week, uh, tomorrow in fact, I've got a, a rehearsed reading of a radio play for an audience. And uh, I don't know if you know, but radio plays tend to rely on the sound effects as well to kind of break scenes and start scenes. Uh, so I'm going to be interested with very limited reversal to see how that's going. Uh, it's a nice new piece, which um, I think they're trying to head to get it recorded and get it on one of the digital radio channels. Who knows? Uh, I just do it now <coughs> because I was asked and lucky enough to be cast. Uh, and so, uh, you know, you've got to look forward to what you're doing. I hound my agent for work and my agent is very good and, and says, yes, Bruce, we'll get you something soon. So uh, hopefully that'll be the case. I wish you all the very best. And uh, it's lovely to see somebody showing such affection uh, and uh, really enjoy the old London's Burning uh, television series. As I say, I only played small parts in it. So it's nice to be considered in and amongst uh, that auspicious cast and production. So uh, thank you ever so much.